Welcome to this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode, I thought it would be fun to go over some terrible business ideas that were attempted by a brave few. Should be funny, interesting, and or a boring listening experience for all of us. These come from Scoop Whoop, The Penny Hoarder, Cora, and a couple other sources. So let's just dive right into it. Number one is Blackmail, a website to, as you probably guessed it, blackmail your friends. Quote, a social threat network where you can share your friend's secrets, revealing it little by little until they pay you to stop. End quote. That's the description of the website that it was you know, supposed to become. And, um, you know, you have a couple of issues right off the bat. Number one, the idea that you are going to take the secrets, the wishes, the desires of your closest friends and family and then uh, publish it for a ransom is despicable enough. But let's think about it. Let's work our way back. If you're my best friend and you tell me a, a secret, all of a sudden, let's say two weeks later, you get an email from blackmail.com or blackmail.co.uk, whatever the case may be, whatever the URL was, and um, you receive a notification that your infidelity is being exposed one little breadcrumb at a time, and the only way for the secret to not be leaked is to pay. Okay, well, surely you would be able to work yourself back and say, the only person I've told this indiscretion to, or this secret to, was this one friend. Surely then, it must be this one friend that is blackmailing me. So, from a practical sense, I really don't see how that's going to work out. Unless you're an open book, and, you know, for some of us, I suppose we are. Perhaps for some of us, we, you know, tell everyone our deepest secrets, but, you know, from a practical standpoint, I don't see how well that would work out. Number two, it's obviously illegal, you know, blackmail. You can't do that, so the moment the federal government learns about a website pertaining to blackmail, you know, it's going to be shut down. And number three, of course, is just despicable, you know, and I say that is the last point because it should be the most obvious in many ways. You know, don't blackmail people, so no surprise that uh, that didn't work out. Number two terrible business idea is my funeral. 
a website to choose your funerals DJ. It's good to be ready for everything, including your eventual demise. This quote, brilliant, end quote, idea for a website lets you pick who's invited to your funeral, who's not, and even lets you choose the DJ for the day. Number three, we have Looney, a social network for your imaginary friends. This website was pitched as a social network for all of your imaginary friends. So, if your best friends with Batman, he's there. If your best friends with Jessica Rabbit, she's there. So, keeping track of your favorite non-existent friends was never so much fun. Just curious what the so what's the business model? Is the business model, for example, they pretend that Batman is actually on social media and then they interact with you for a fee or hmm. up next we have the bendy smartphone for your wrist this came from Weebly the bendy smartphone catered to everyone's silly current fantasy However, the money they've asked for on Kickstarter, so, you know, this apparently was a Kickstarter crowdfunded uh, campaign. So, you know, I, I didn't um, include the cost of uh, the crowd rate, the crowd, what's it called? Crowdfunding um, goal they were looking for. But, uh, Apparently, whatever it is they asked for wouldn't cover the cost of research and development, let alone the production. Apparently, Reddit. Good old Reddit. Let me tell you, if there's ever a scam out there, if there's ever um, a conspiracy theory, you can always rest assured that the citizens of Reddit will always be on it. Definitely my favorite social media platform but again I mean just like the first one I mean a bendy smartphone anyone can go ahead and have an idea the idea of having a bendy smartphone on your wrist I mean it's pretty much just a smart watch so why would you adopt a bendy smartphone instead of just getting a smart watch my question number six on terrible ideas sleepy startup inc is the ghost hunter app which allows you theoretically in its premise to detect paranormal presence around you these guys are trying to capitalize on people's dreams of being ghostbusters you know, like they 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 feed or were feeding off because this was another Kickstarter campaign which fairly certain never reached its goal. But you know, they want you to think that you're Zach Bagans and the crew over at the 
ghost adventures. So supposedly the app tells you what ghostly forces are around you using terms like heading, geolocation, and raw vector, all of which is total crap. And uh, yeah, they apparently were trying to produce an app. I mean, let, let's assume for a moment just to play along, just to bore you, just to hopefully not annoy you, hopefully just to bore you, just ramble on it. Most people like when I ramble. Some people don't. Um, let's assume there's some kind of validity. You know, geo-vectoring and what were the other terms included? Uh, raw vector, geolocation, true heading. Okay. Let's say that there's some kind of basis for that. If this is an app on your phone, would your device truly be able to tell you would be able to measure the true heading the geolocation geolocation yes obviously but the raw vector what does that mean and would my you know Motorola razor from 2006 be able to I mean obviously I'm being facetious because this is an app but like would a Moto G7 be able to pick up doesn't have the sensors or the resources the capability to be able to actually gather this data in a true you know, sense and my guess of course would be a resounding no so up next we have the digital eco recycle bin the slogan was get rid of digital software the right way so it's great to care about the environment but what about the pollution online why keep shoving everything into the regular recycle bin when you have the option of deleting your music via an eco recycle bin you know of course what it sounds like to me is simply uh, you know, these people would tell you they're recycling your quote unquote digital trash, digital recycle, but they're probably actually just hoarding your information and using blackmail.com, blackmail.co.uk to actually blackmail you later. So I'm, I'm sure that the people that started the blackmail website also went ahead and started this digital eco recycle bin. Stupid. Up next, we have a great one, one that I can imagine how it went when these two gals or these two guys were in a meeting together. They were just out for coffee, and they said, you know, it'd be a great idea. And then the other person says, what? And then person number one says, pet water. And then person two says, what do you mean pet water? And then person number one says, the world needs more bottled water. And they need water that's beef and chicken flavored so that Fido can go ahead and enjoy his or her water. 
with a little more gusto, a little more enthusiasm. I want to make it a luxury drinking experience for my pet. And then person two says, that's a great idea because everyone, there's a market for everything, right? Someone will buy that. There's no doubt. Luckily, person one didn't get too far with this. But even on, for example, um, Amazon, they have a 12-pack of what they call cat beverages. <laughs> it's just bottled water. They say it's fortified fresh breath. I don't know what that means. Cats and dogs never have fresh breath, people. You can brush your teeth. They smell the same afterwards. Anyway, I can just imagine like a very overzealous business oriented person. Like, I can imagine, and I can understand because I was that person at 17, 18, right? Where you start to learn some jargon, some, some business terms. You know, this is what marketing is. This is what, you know, product market fit is. You know, what, you know, you have to identify the, the problem, identify the need, and then you provide a solution to that need. And then the problem with that thinking, especially that age when you're naive, which is good to have. I'm not trying to say it's not because that really is the age and the time of your life where, you know, you want to be, you know, energetic and enthusiastic and really exploratory with who you are, what your passions are. It's a time to explore it and, you know, really go for it. But you can kind of go down this infinite rabbit hole of what's the need? My cat needs better water. Well, what's the solution? Pet water. <laughs> you know, so it ends up being like you, you kind of really overthink it. But to be fair, look, before I knew what crowdfunding was, I thought of a uh, crowdfunding website, which at that time I was calling Crowdblocks. Crowdblocks. This is true. And I thought, wow, you know, what an interesting idea. It's never been done before. Of course, it had been done before, but I didn't want to take the time to research what crowdfunding was because, number one, I didn't know the term. I didn't know it existed. But honestly, it was also because at that time when I would get an idea, it was very romanticized for me. So I'd say, wow, you know, imagine starting crowd blocks. Imagine... Imagine helping people fund their projects. Imagine, imagine this being kind of like a new way for, you know, charitable giving where, you know, you're giving something in return for, you know, something, you know, a, a wristband, uh, anything. And, uh, I even went to a, an intellectual property attorney's office because I wanted to see what my options were for 
trademarking, you know, the, the brand name. And, and I even went with a friend and we were so excited because this buddy of mine was going to be my partner and figuring out how we were going to start crowd blocks. And I mean, honestly, it was a fun time because for those like two weeks, three weeks, whatever the case was, you know, I was making logos. I was coming up with business plans. I was talking to people about it, getting feedback. And I think it was pretty formative just in terms of the learning lesson for me at that time was very clear, which was having an idea is great. Being able to execute on that idea, that's what's very difficult. And I kind of learned that the hard way because after two weeks, it was like, okay, I have a logo, which was fun and easy for me to do. I took a meeting with someone about trademarking the name. That was fun and easy. Okay, how do I accept payments? What's the legality behind it? How do I launch? How do I market? How do I find customers? How do I, how do I do anything? And then I kind of started doing some research on that and I kind of started planning it out. But then I did realize, okay, well, you have Kickstarter, you have Indiegogo. Um, then I kind of wanted to pivot crowd blocks into being specifically for financial transactions. So now today you have like uh, seed invest where you can invest in startups. So at that time I kind of said, okay, maybe, maybe crowd blocks can be sort of like that, but then it was a totally different thing. And then you realize how expensive it can be. And then, then you have to spend your time raising money to try and throw it an idea. You have to build it. It's very difficult to say the least. It's very, very difficult. So anyway, this is a very long route way of getting back to the idea of cat water is I can imagine just two teenagers or one teenager sitting at home watching her dog, you know, drink water and then say, Hey, I'm a smart person. I'm a business. I'm an entrepreneur. My dog needs better water, pet water. So good try. Long about way. Up next we have Blippy. Blippy, Blippy, Blippy. Blippy was often dubbed Twitter for the finance world. The social media site allowed users to share credit card transactions as they happened, to share their purchases throughout the day with friends watching from home. So if you bought something on Amazon, a detailed list would share what you purchased. Blippi actually raised more than $13 million and at one point enjoyed a $46.5 million valuation. Now it's gone in cyberspace. It was probably recycled by that digital eco recycling company. Next we have Honestly.com, which was a reputation management site. 
Honestly.com worked like Yelp, but featured professionals. People would make profiles for themselves or someone else and then submit anonymous reviews of that person's productivity, skill, relationships, and integrity on the job. The kicker, of course, was once uploaded, the anonymous reviews could not be removed. So, it seems like a terrible idea, maybe, but the site was acquired um, for about $1.2 million. And it has since been transformed into a talent search site. Again, it's probably the same um, person or people that came up with blackmail.co.uk.net.org and the eco digital recycling startup because you're opening up a real bad can of worms. You know, because who's to say that the company couldn't just place anonymous reviews and then you pay them to remove it? I mean, it's just a terrible idea. Up next, we have the Kardashian card. That's card with a K. Didn't you know? Like Kardashian. Marketed to teenagers as young as 13, this prepaid card didn't pay the bills for the Kardashians who backed out of promoting it after an onslaught of criticism regarding high fees and the message that some felt glorified excessive spending. According to the Kardashian card website, it has since been purchased by someone unaffiliated with a famous family quote, in an effort to educate and remind the general public to be careful and thoroughly research the products they choose to use, regardless of who endorses it, end quote. And if you, I don't know if the website is still up, but there's a picture I found from the site that I'm using as my reference, and it is just perfect early 2000s, like, font is tiny different types of fonts stock images big buttons you know buy now so good up next we have a, a wacky idea a wacky startup that I can appreciate the hustle and it's called Barack which is a, a company that printed or perhaps still in existence I'm not sure but they print pictures of Barack Obama on rocks. Thus, Barack. They wanted money to take a ton of rocks and put Obama's uh, face all over him. And uh, apparently would receive random donations and some people would pay 30 bucks for... Uh, picture of uh, Barack Obama's face laser printed on uh, some rocks <laughs> this is crazy up next we have a truly a, a bro startup and it is the condom keychain so some some uh, gentleman with an MBA 
Masters of Business Administration from Stanford decided to properly produce condom keychains after seeing someone make one in Thailand. Well, unfortunately, he realized he had no business uh, trying to make something that is ridiculous because I don't know about you. Maybe it's just my style. I'm not going to hang around with a condom keychain. That for me is, you know, if I want to carry on protection, it's going to be a little bit more discreet. And uh, I'd be kind of weirded out if I saw a guy, you know, with a rubber, just kind of like hanging next to his, you know, Chevy Tahoe uh, keys. I mean, it's just not, it's just kind of strange. I think we got a couple more here. We have a, a gem. They're all gems, but this one is just... Come on. This one is called Homeless Tours. When Mike Momaney started his Homeless Tours in 2013, he got a lot of press, including a write-up on CNN. For $2,000. Yes, I'll repeat that. $2,000, that's two zero zero zero. Customers got to spend a few guided days on the streets with the homeless. Along with the press coverage, Momini also received a lot of negative feedback, with at least one critic calling the plan pathetic and vile exploitation. So Momini got people talking, but what he apparently didn't get was enough customers. His website, realviewtour.com, quickly disappeared, and there have been no follow-up stories in the press. Up next, we have laxative potato chips. Frito-Lay's Wow potato chips were fat-free, thanks to a compound called Olestra. But according to Fast Company, the molecules of this fat substitute are too big to digest and go right through the digestive tract with an effect similar to a laxative. The horror stories were soon all over the news and part of late-night comedy routines, and sales dropped dramatically. A new name and possibly a new formulation came soon after. I think it's interesting how, you know, as consumers we typically get suckered in by whatever the new thing is. I was discussing this the other day with uh, a friend about how, you know, at least me when I was younger, I remember Splenda kind of being like the big thing and sugar was really demonized. So I was like, you know, you don't want sugar, you want Splenda, you know, the manufactured thing, you know, we're smart enough, we have enough science to basically get sweetness without the downsides. And then... A few years later, it's seemingly the opposite, where it's, I want sugar. And not only do I want sugar, I want the most organic. I want sugar that was manufactured in the most sustainable, organic possible fashion. I want to be having sugar cane, or the closest thing to just straight up sugar cane. And so I can imagine, 
in the case of these potato chips, the wow chips, it's like, you know, wow, that really is great fat-free chips. But you have to think about how do they make it happen? You know, maybe it's not a popular opinion, but I was discussing this the other day as well about how, you know, we had, you know, Whoppers and then you have the Impossible Burger, Impossible Whopper, whatever it's called, which I've tried. It's fantastic. And I get the idea behind it. Great. You know, especially for people that vegetarians, vegans, you know, I'm happy to see more options um, up here. And the bottom line is if people buy it, and it works for consumers, it works for Burger King. Awesome. You know, more power uh, to you. But then I kind of thought, like, isn't it strange how, you know, people complain about meat, and now they're eating not meat that looks, tastes, and feels pretty much like the real thing? Does no one ask, how, how does that happen? So I can almost imagine... A similar thing in the future where, you know, 10 years from now we'll say, oh, come on, you can't have, it has to be real meat, but it has to be, again, same thing, organically raised, farm raised, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I mean, not that I think it's going to go anywhere. Like, um, one of the staples of my weekly uh, lunch routine is I have those, uh, the brand is, uh, I think it's Gardein or it's Gardein or Morningstar. Both are pretty good, but uh, I'll have uh, those chicken nuggets. are fantastic. They're a little bit salty, but they're very tasty. You know, I've gotten to the habit of having them. They're easy to make. So, I really have no, uh, no issue with them. Of course, I'm rambling. So, let's uh, end the episode with the next one, which is just a wonderful idea. And... The title is, Hear What Your Dog Is Thinking. No More Woof is a wearable gadget that you can slip onto your dog's head, which could read its doggy brainwaves and translate its mental state into human language. They do this by applying EEG brain scanning technology to our furry friends, thus detecting neural patterns that correlate to sentiments such as, I'm tired. I'm hungry, I'm excited, and who are you? Spoiler alert, it didn't work. It's just like the, I, I love I love living in a society where people can actually take the time to come up with this. Like, I love that. I love that people can think to themselves, going back to the example I mentioned earlier about you probably have some overzealous, you know, again, uh, uh, a student at MIT, she says, you know, since taking Professor Robinson's biomedical device engineering mechanical theory class, I really think that we could create a device to read brainwaves. I want to be able to read people's minds. And the other student, he says, okay, I, I follow, I like where you're going with this, but, and then she goes and she waits. And then he looks at her and he says, what if it's for pets? And then she goes, that is brilliant. 
and then they say let's team up let's let's go in let's make this venture happen let's make this happen let's let's go into this business and then they say okay let's start prototyping and then she says I have a little French Bulldog and then he says I've got a little Persian cat and then they say okay let's let's start with the Bulldog okay we're gonna measure circumference of the head okay we're going to so we know how big our device has to be now what is it gonna look like okay come up with a couple of sketches then they think okay so what's the technology behind it well according to Professor Robinson biomedical engineering chemistry theory of history analytics uh, theoretical class we should be able to do X Y and Z there's that for my Canadian listeners and then they come up with it but then they realize it's probably not viable but look more power to him for starting it and I found one more here that I wanted to go over because just a truly terrible business idea that someone thought would really work and it's the title is paying top dollar for quarters a company called washboard washboard's idea was that you're always short of quarters when you need them like when you're heading to your local laundromat so washboard would mail you twenty dollars worth of quarters each month for the price of twenty seven dollars <laughs> okay you could also theoretically walk into any bank present to them a ten dollar bill maybe a twenty dollar bill and say I would like twenty dollars in quarters I'll give you a bag just take a little knapsack or something like that and you're good to go but again someone some some high school student was working on a entrepreneurship class project and he said let's reduce the inconvenience of having to go get quarters yourself That's the last one for this episode. Which one was your favorite? Which one uh, did you think wasn't that bad? If I missed an obvious one, you can always email me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening, and take care.